Welcome to the UK Educators Community Podcast hosted by Sid, an award-winning STEM communicator, serial entrepreneur and educational consultant and coach. Now my vision is to make maximum impact in the world through education, but I know I can't do this alone. This is where you guys come in. Why don't you join me on this journey as we as educators and entrepreneurs create impact one child at a time. Now I know being an entrepreneur can be both lonely and overwhelming. At UK Educators Community, we've created a community of like-minded, like-valued individuals all supporting each other. From the Champions Club accountability groups to business retreats in Marrakesh, you'll find industry-specific support to help you propel your business forward. So why don't you join us? Join our Facebook group, UK Educators, or find some great resources on the website at ukeducators.com. We look forward to welcoming you to our community. So welcome, Miguel. This is season two of the UK Educators Community Podcast, and we're going to be doing things a bit differently in this series. So in this series, we're going to be looking at the life in a day of an educator. And today we're going to be looking at it from the perspective of Miguel. So Miguel is running an educational business. Uh, he's running a franchise at the moment because yeah. you've actually purchased the franchise, right? So franchisee. So Miguel, tell us a bit first of all about you and what got you into education. So I am Portuguese. My funny accent is from South Africa and I was born in South Africa and I grew up in South Africa and I decided to go into hotel management. That's what I did for 30 years and I focused and became a food and beverage uh, specialist. So I managed food and beverage operations, so from restaurants, bars, cafeterias, convention uh, centers in terms of their food and beverage delivery but I've really had a really good career. In the middle of that, I managed a winery in the Douro uh, Valley in Portugal, where I ran a wine distribution company. So my background is business and leadership. And we came to the UK in October 2019, and I got a job as a banqueting manager in a five-star boutique hotel, and worked for three days and then coronavirus came and poof yeah so if i was at the bottom of the bucket now there was no more bucket i was in the middle of the sea with everyone else and i thought well you know what can i do and how can i you know use my skill set my wife is a maths teacher and i've been hounding her for a couple of years now to open a little tuition center you know just for her but she's a proper mathematician so she doesn't have a commercial mind and she was very afraid of doing it. So we never got to do it. So when I came across this education franchise, I thought, wait a sec, you know, this will allow me to have a quality of life that I, not that I didn't have it as a hotelier, but it's a different quality of life. I have Christmas at home. I mean, I had my first Christmas after many years. You look forward to Valentine's Day and, and those dates that are special that normally a hotelier works when other people play and we play when everyone else works, which isn't bad either. But anyway, so my why and, and has always been is to develop people. And wherever I've been involved, I've been involved in developing people, creating an environment where I can develop people. So... 
you know, this franchise, I still see that opportunity because although I'm not teaching directly, I can create an opportunity for tutors to become great tutors and really enjoy what they're doing. Because my wife's a maths teacher. I've seen her become disheartened with the school system and the amount of admin that happens in schools and... You know, so she just wants to teach. And I think, you know, when you're a tutor, there is no admin, really. Then you just teach. And if that's what you want to do and that's what made you become a teacher in the first place, then I think tutoring is a great opportunity for that. It's been a learning journey because I'm not wired as an educator. I am Mm. wired as a business person. So I've had to kind of understand what it is. But for me... The most important thing is empathy, it's emotional intelligence, it's those value systems that are very important. So I'm a parent, and as a parent, you know, I would look for a certain type of tutor. And if that tutor is good enough for my child, then I'm okay for that tutor to go and teach another child. I've picked up that tutors don't like agencies very much because there's a bit of a disconnect and there's a bit of a cold, you know, shoulder kind of situation. I I, I think differently, you know. I, I want to nurture my tutors. I want to make sure that my tutors are okay. You know, I want to know that the headspace is okay, that they're enjoying what they're doing. You know, how can I help? You know, in the same sense that I want my students to be okay. And I want, you know, my clients, which are their parents, to be okay. So I'm really chuffed to be in this new world. And I can see the potential in it. And I can see where it can take me and, you know, fun things that I can do. Although it's been quite a mind warp. You know, but sometimes, you know, you've got to be pushed into an extreme. I don't like to be too long in a comfort zone. Because nothing happens in a comfort zone. It's when you put yourself outside a comfort zone that, you know, the magic starts happening because you're forced to react and you're forced to, you know, do or die. You know, I'm very, I'm of extremes, you know, it is do or die. It's, you know, it's all or nothing. That's been great. It's absolutely been great. And I think you've come from a unique position in that you've got the business background and a lot of educators or a lot of education business owners actually have already worked as a teacher so they're coming from the opposite end where they have the educational experience but not necessarily the business mind and and I think it's interesting having to kind of mentor you and support you and seeing where like we're bringing you to the center and I think your journey is even though it's on the opposite end it's very similar from a learning perspective because you're still picking up things and it's very similar when you're on the other end and then learning how to make it fit into this industry as well because you might have the business experience but how does it work in the education industry and the teachers have got the curriculum experience but how does that work in the education industry in a business sense it's just merging the two together how has your typical day been like as someone that's running um, a franchise how do you find your typical day is it similar to how it was when you were working as a hotelier or what is it completely different now do you have a structure do you have certain things that you do every day Uh, how has it differed and I guess COVID has also meant that you're more based at home at the moment but typically what is a day for you Miguel? So no my world is 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 totally different to to what it was before because the environments are different and 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 Mm. the machine is different so I need a structured life and I'm very numbers driven so I'm constantly thinking of that so everything I do is it's very numbers driven. So, and you said something that's, that's very curious, you know. So educators lack the business sense 
and and they have a big fear about this lacking of the business mm. sense. I think I'm in a better position, you know, having the business sense and lacking the education, you know, means that I can scale up with bringing a team to come and work with me and use my business sense for that scaling up. And I think what tutors are afraid of is it's that scaling up. And, and scaling up doesn't always mean that you need to grow a business. Scaling up can be an individual scaling up. So how many more tasks do you bring on and which tasks are priority and which aren't? And how do you, you know, all those things. So it kind of becomes a little bit overwhelming because when you're a one-man show, regardless if you're a, a tutor, if you're running an agency, a startup agency, you know, you are one-man show. So you do everything. You know, some people are quite particular how you how they do things. Some people are, are a little bit more relaxed because they either have a, a passion or a liking for it. So when you have a liking for it, you kind of spend more time on it. So I, mm. I love media. I love marketing. So I've spent a lot of time on understanding social media, understanding Facebook, understanding Google. You know, I come from... A background that you've got to be able to do what you command and by that I mean so I've washed a lot of dirty plates and pots and pans because you can't command someone to do that effectively if you don't know what the process is so how much water do you waste what chemicals do you use how much chemicals do you use how do you store your equipment how do you receive the equipment you know so you need to go, and people are telling you washing pots and pans. No, it's, 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 it's a lot more than just washing pots and pans. So I believe that any business that I've been in or any action that I've been in, I like to deconstruct things. I like to do my time in it. And even if I hate it, I'll do my time because you need to feel what it's like to be in those shoes so that when you're interviewing someone, you know, you need to be honest with that person and say, listen, this is either easy work or this is like really hard work. Are you prepared for it? Because you don't want to set people up for failure. So I'm always working on that structure and everything that I do is on that basis. So my week, you know, if, if I would say what's a day in, in, in my life, I'd rather say, well, let's look at a week and, and look at it as a day. So I have periods where it's admin. So today, beginning of the month, it's invoices, it's zero, it's tutor cruncher, it's balancing all my stuff, it's paying my tutors, it's making sure that my account's up to date, uh, are my numbers looking right? Uh, so that's today. Because it's been a, a long uh, weekend and, and I, I decided to switch off, I got tons of emails. So it's the emails. So I normally look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday as being my office work, content creation, and leave you know the rest of the week to be out there connecting with people either in an event where I've got a gazebo set up and I'm leafleting for example we did the Evesham um, medieval market which saw maybe what 300,000 people come to Evesham you give out leaflets you connect with people try and book a consultation so there's that face to face and as lock starts easing up then we'll have a lot more so I've got mm. Half a week that is in the office, at the moment it's at home. The other part that I reserve, and this is just, you know, you, you kind of learn this as you get older, is to reserve time to learn or to reflect. So I always reserve every day either time to learn, and that means either I'm on YouTube, 
learning how SEO works or I'll be on Clubhouse thanks to you. I love Clubhouse. It's terrible because you can get so hooked to it. I do Audible, so I'll be cooking and I'll, I'll be listening to Audible. So I cook at home every night. So I'll be listening to Audible. You need to have that time to just stop and just pause, you know, even just to think. When you're in leadership or when you're in management or when you're running a business, you need time to think. And I think a lot of people don't do that. It's detrimental because you get caught in this rat race that you don't have time to get out of the situation and look from the outside in and see how's the situation, how are you doing, you know, are you chasing your tail? It doesn't always have to be that you're productive, but, you know, are you chasing your tail? Is, is that what you want to see yourself do? Is that where you want to see yourself go? So to me, that's extremely important. Obviously, you know, family time. and I love the fact that you actually understand, coming from a business world, that you understand the amount of time that you need to dedicate to the admin side. Because a lot of tutors and a lot of people starting out on a business, they love the teaching. They want to do the teaching. As a result of that, they disregard the fact that they need to allocate time for everything else, all the other jigsaws in your business that are going to make it run. And and I think you've got a right, really nice mix there where you realize actually the marketing and the sales just is as important, if not more, because if you can't get people in, you don't really have a business. And this notion that actually, if, I, if I've if i got two T's every single day booked, I'm fine. I don't need to be worrying about marketing and sales. Marketing and sales should always be ongoing. It should always be. And the fact that you've allocated your week in a way where you've, you've got the admin side and you're making sure that that's all running and then you can look at the finances and stuff and, and know what's going on. But then you've also dedicated time towards sales and networking. And then you're also doing the personal development. And this is one thing, when you're a teacher, you get this for free. And I I can tell you people do not regard it highly because they're like, oh, another teacher training day. Um, and they don't realize how expensive some of that training is until when they leave and they're trying to get some training in because they realize actually it was valuable. <laughs> and then and then you realize how import, important it was and how expensive it really is and how valuable it was. So I love the fact that you've already got a really nice mix there. So today, what like typically what day, what time of the day do you wake up? What's the first thing that you do? Do you go on a run? Do you go make breakfast? Like, what is it that you do? And I love the fact that you learn during during that time as well. But let's just pick today because I'm just curious what your day looks like, like the structure from when you wake up, because I'm working on my own timing of my day because, you know, I'm a night owl. So I'm trying to shift that on its head, like literally turn it upside down and trying to wake up at 5 a.m. Not managed it yet. Last week, I managed 7am. That was the earliest. And that was just one day. And that was it. <laughs> and the rest of the week was practically the same again. Um, so for you, what's a typical day? What's your routine? And I think you've got a routine. I think you've mentioned you have a routine and structure in place. So what, what do you do when? Do you have a certain time when you have lunch? Do you have a certain time when you have dinner? Do you have a certain time when you go, right, that's it. Emails can wait until tomorrow now. Like, what does that day look like? So let's just pick today. What do you do? So I'm normally awake at about six and I like to lie in a little bit. So that's when I get my phone. Uh, My wife also wakes up at six and, but she, she teaches. So she goes, she's out of bed. So that six to seven is my hour of just catching up with the world in terms of, you know, what emails do I need to pin in my head that are priority? I check my social media. 
and I've been doing this for for a long time. You know, this this wake up routine, etc. Mm. I then take my wife to work, and then I uh, come back home, and I go to the gym, and I go swimming, and I do about half an hour of swimming because I'm on this mission to lose weight because of lockdown. <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> well, I have a relationship with food. I look at it and I and I blow up. You know, it's terrible. And then I'll come home and it's you know depending what day it is. If it's like Monday, Tuesday, I'm looking at normally Monday is my accounts day, uh, and I'll get all my accounts sorted, invoices out, etc. Uh, How but, long does that typically take you? You know, it depends. I like to analyze everything. So you said that I, you know, I spend a lot of time on my numbers to, because it's not only to see that your numbers are, are right. You know, I spend time on Google Analytics. I look at stats. A lot of people fail at restaurants because they don't understand how to manage restaurants. You can lose a lot of money in a restaurant very, very quickly. You know, very quickly. And if you don't run a tight ship, it, it'll happen because it's food and 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 drinks and 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 you know sometimes you know people work and they abuse systems or, you, or there's a lot of abuse within that environment. So you got to be quite on the ball. So I will look at trends. I will look at my social media. What's happening? I'll look at my Facebook ads manager. You know, how's my advertising going? Do you manage to get that done before lunch? No, 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 no. So be- no. before lunch, I'll, I'll do all my accounts. My zero is done, you know, because when you start out, you know, or start up normally, you know, your cash flow is very limited. So you kind of need to make decisions based on what is your cash flow, what is coming in, and where are you going to distribute that cash flow to? So you kind of need to make, that decision so and i do that regardless if there's a lot of cash flow or not so in the morning monday morning that's my work it's my it's my admin uh, in the afternoon i'll look at my emails but what i do as well i reserve my afternoons for one-to-one meetings so i'm a natural networker and i don't know it's in my blood and it you know being an, a, a hotelier so I do about, you know, four to five one-to-one meetings per week. I belong to a networking group and I go looking for conversations. You know, if you don't invite me for a conversation, I'll hustle you and I'll, and I'll bug you. And I said, right, you know, because, you know, it's, it's up to you. It's your responsibility. If you want to mm. be known, if you want to be out there, it's your responsibility to do the work. And no, you're not going to connect with everyone. I mean, we're all different, but in these numbers, because I'm, you know, the, your numbers turn, you'll find people that connect with you that will help you in your business or will help you with whatever it is. So I tend to reserve my afternoons for my one-to-ones and my chats. I'll phone, you know, some colleagues. How's it going? What you doing? You know, that kind of stuff. You've, because you've got a brilliant personality for that. And I love that. Like you're so conversational, you're so chatty, you're so social. I'm terrible. Um, do you pick people that you like specifically if they're in a specific industry or, they, or they're parents? Or do you just kind of go with anyone? So my goal has been to connect with as many people in my community as possible, regardless what they do. So that's really my goal. And, and the idea is, there's an old Portuguese saying that, you know, you shouldn't uh, uh, do a stitch without knotting it. Because if you don't knot a stitch, it, it, you run the risk of it breaking. So I don't stitch without knotting. So my idea is always, how can I become your ambassador and how do mm. you become mine? So it's mm. building that relationship. Do we have uh, the same 
market different products? Can we piggyback on that? You know, or we don't share the same market or the same product, but you know, I maybe connect with people that look for your product and how do I refer you? You've got to build it on trust, you know, because you don't want to refer someone and then they fail because it then kind of reflects on you. And you know, you, you got to be careful mm. about that. So I spend a lot of time crafting that. And it's like, uh, it's a big chunk of my day is doing that. It's just building the credibility. It's just the background that I've come from is about talking to people. It's building that foundation, right? And you're laying down the bricks now because you know you're in it for the long term. And you know that in the future, that all this work that you're putting in now, it will pay off in one way or another. And it's just building that foundation. And sometimes those bricks might slide out from the wall and then you'll get another one and place it in. But you're building that foundational network of people around you. So that brings us nicely on to, because you're part of the Champions Club at the moment. And I know you, you enjoy being part of that. So how has that supported you? Because that, that's a network of other educators that are working in close-knit community and working through the programs that I've created how has that helped in in your day-to-day and, and actually running your business and do you find that really useful yeah so I'm very conscious what so try and, and and benchmark tutor to the brand why is tutor to so special so what do we do at tutor to that makes us stand out from the rest. I come from a culture where my team will cook a meal for you and you come to my house and experience my meal and we'll do the same so that you can see what strengths and weaknesses you have and I have. And I kind of get the feeling out of Champions Club with that because although we in the same market selling the same product, we all operate very differently. Mm. And that to me has been the biggest win is to understand that Tutor 2 is a tailored product that focuses on building, you know, confidence with children and we focus on special education needs and we vet our tutors quite considerably and you see that other people, uh, either agencies or tutors, operate in a similar way but it is different and Mm. they have a different perspective. I'm kind of the cat amongst the pigeons because I'm the only non-educator, you know. Um, So they challenge me and I kind of, I'd like to believe that I challenge them as well. The great thing is, is, you know, we walk away like going, oh, that was really cool. I mean, these days, it's supposed to be an hour, two hours later, we're still talking. You know, because there is such a lot to talk about. And, I mean, the the worksheets that we do prompt that conversation. And because we're all so different, yet so similar, it's it's just been really, really good. I love I love my, my Champions Hour that we have. It's like one of my favorites. I mean, I recommend anyone to connect with, you know, just connect and, and talk and don't go with an agenda. Go... You know, uh, we have a term in Africa, in well, South Africa, called Ubuntu. Uh, uh, some people here have heard it, Ubuntu. Mm. I am because of you and you are because of me, you know. And, and we were having that discussion the other day. It's, you know, do unto others what you want done unto you. I kind of think a little bit differently. I think that I should do unto you what you want me to do to you. You should do to me what I want you to do to me. 
you know, because then, then it's hyper-focused. And I was going to say, so it's, it's a difference between equality and equity, right? Because equality is you do the same for everyone. But that's not really helpful. If someone else needs you to do something different for them because they work differently or they've got an SCN need or they've got a disability, you don't offer the same service. You alter it. You do it so it's useful for them. So I like the, the fact that you say you give what they need from you and vice versa because it takes Absolutely. into consideration that perspective. Yeah, Because not everyone is perky and extrovert, you know. Some are not, and, and they need someone at that same level to deal with them, you know, mm. so, so that there's a connect. So, I mean, we did mindset, the, uh, you know, the last week, and I think we were all going, oh, you know, we were all like <laughs> down and out for various reasons. You know, the, the life of a, of a businessman or a life of an entrepreneur is, and, and I think a lot of people don't want to do it because they know that there's these, you know, highs and lows and there's quite a distance between those and and it does knock you you know it's and mentally exhausting yeah it is it is uh, i mean i was awake at three o'clock this morning you know thinking of something that i wanted to do today and you try and switch off there's no ways because then mm. that that prompts another thing and before you know it you just get out of bed come and make yourself a cup of coffee and open the laptop that doesn't happen very often You've got to be tough. And when you have a group of people that are, are unconditional and support, and that's what I find in the Champions Club, I mean, it's just great. It really, really is. So I recommend anyone to connect with whatever you can connect, as long as you're connecting with another human being and be unconditional with that human being. And if it doesn't work, walk away. There's, there's, there's 7 billion and now with Clubhouse, you could like really, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and and I think, and I think this is a perception that people have. They have this notion that if someone inquires about my tutoring, there's something wrong if they don't sign up. If I network with someone and it doesn't work out, I've just wasted my time. None of it is a waste. Like every single thing is an experience to learn from. Okay, it didn't work out. That opens up the space for someone else to connect with you, right? And I think it's also finding what you need because sometimes you don't know what type of person you need to connect with until you experience what you don't need. So the more people that you connect with, the better you're going to have an indication of what it is that you're actually offering from a business perspective as a business to business, you'll know what type of people that you can connect with and for what reason. Also, don't go in always looking for something in return. Sometimes the best relationships that you develop in business, like you've said, it's just you go out there and you network and you go, how can I help you? And they'll ask the same of you. And, and it can be a really nice, natural way of forming friendships as well. Because again, being an entrepreneur is really isolating. And yeah. this is something that we've talked about a lot. Absolutely. And that's kind of why you've got to structure your day and, and you've got mm. to have, you know, these, these periods in your day or in your week where you give yourself the opportunity. And, and I see it as, you know, giving yourself the opportunity to deal with all these issues. You know, give yourself the opportunity to deal with your accounting. Embrace it. It's important. People are oh, accounting. I hate it. No, embrace it. It's important. It, it's, it's pointless making money on one end and losing it on the other. You know, say embrace the tasks that you have to do. Embrace, you know, the tasks that you don't like doing because they exist for a reason and they just make your business more solid and consolidated. You know, embrace the, 
you know, the fact that you're not going to do anything other than sit somewhere quietly and think, what now? You know, so, you know, people, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time. You've got to make time. And Rome wasn't built in a day. I think we, we lie to ourselves when we say, oh, we don't have time, I'm too busy. Too busy doing what? You know, something's not right if you don't have time. Either you need someone to help you because now you need to scale up and because, you know, you're doing the revenue. Or if you're not doing the revenue, you being like that, well, then are you focusing on the right things? Are you focused on your 80-20 rule? So I think I've done it, you know, sometimes like when, because we all, we all make mistakes. Like when I feel that I've kind of like deviated from my plan, I'll take a week and I'll have a piece of paper and I'll note down, I start a task, what time did I start, what time did I stop? And I'll do a little journal for a week and then I'll say, right, you know, Miguel, you're faffing too much on Clubhouse, my friend. Or, you know, you, you're spending too much time on, on YouTube. Or, I mean, I love to watch gaming. Do I feel mm. guilty about it? No, no, because then I come back. Because you, you're your own boss and you work at your own rhythm, that half an hour, if I didn't complete what I set out to do, I can get it at the end. You know, I've got my little list here where I write down today. This is what I'm going to achieve. You know, I try not to take things to the next day because, you know, otherwise it just accumulates. No, I don't feel guilty about that. I'm going to go for a walk just now. I'm waiting for my wife to come home. There's so much wisdom in what you say, Miguel. I think it's uh, it shows the amount of knowledge and experience and wisdom that you've acquired over the years. And I hope that people listen and take a lot from this conversation because there's so much in there. And this is stuff I keep talking to people about and saying, you need to journal, you need to reflect, you need to give yourself time, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I think hearing from someone that's been in a different industry has has learned that from that industry, it's worked in that industry, and now you're applying it to, to this new venture that you're doing. Because education is like this, it's like a wave, you're going to be coming here and going there and finding your feet. And I look back at how I've developed over the last 11 years in education and it's changed so much like what I started off by doing and what I ended up doing and you'll find that as well as you dig deeper and you find what your real niche is and what your real passion is or what it is that you really want to do but it's great that you've got the foundations there because that that fundamentally is the most difficult part everything else you can learn you can learn about the curriculum you can learn about how to do the industry specific stuff. No, no, absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate that I've learned on someone else's budget. When, when, when you work in a corporate environment, you know, I remember, you're talking about training, I remember looking at my training budgets and saying, right, you know, we would spend monthly on training was, was crazy and I'd get extremely upset when my staff didn't enroll and I'd hound them down and why haven't you? So I, I say, you know, there's two kinds of people. Uh, there's the rockets and onions, so onions are the kind of person, uh, and I've worked with a lot of them, and we need onions. So it's the, it's the waiter that doesn't want to move from hotel to hotel. It's a person that doesn't want to move, doesn't want to progress. They're happy working for a company for 40 years, and each year that goes by, they, they put an extra layer, it's like an onion, and they just put these layers of knowledge. That's why someone that's worked in a company for 40 years knows everything about that business. They'll know where the fuse box is. Yeah. And then you get rockets where, which I've always been one, you know, I will move from, from this job to that job because I'm moving upwards. When I saw someone 
that regardless if there were an onion or a rocket, you know, there's specific learning that I would want my onions to have and there was specific learning that I would want my rockets to have. And when they didn't do that, especially the onions, because they, I don't want to learn, I'm going to be doing this forever. No, you need to learn, you know, because things change and... You know, if you're going to be the waiter, then be the best mm. waiter. Then don't know mm. only about food. Learn about wine. And don't learn only about wine. Learn about whiskey because that's going to bring you tips because you're going to be able to upsell and you're going to be confident. And if you want to grow, then go do a management course. Go do a leadership course. You know, go do those things so that you can, you know, that you can step on, 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 on those stepping stones. So training and, and it's, it's super important that you reserve time to train. I always say to expand your universe. Because your universe tends to shrink very quickly without you noticing it. You know, you've got to continuously be putting it out, stretching it, stretching it, stretching it. And sometimes you're going to have to read stuff that you don't agree with to be able not to agree with it, you know, yeah. or, or to understand what you agree with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of what you've touched on with the onions and rockets is what Joe Trodden was talking about when I interviewed him for Series 1. He did the podcast about leadership and building a team. And he talked about having different types of people in the team. And you need both types you for your both. business to work. And you need, But you need to identify what type of person someone is so you know whether they're going to be remaining in the business, whether they're going to be moving around and what type of challenge that they want. So it's interesting how those onions and rockets in your world were something else in his. I think he called them shooting stars and, and something else. So it's really interesting how the definitions form. But same concepts. Um, but thank you so much, Miguel, for joining me today. It was it was fascinating. I think we've had our chats, but we haven't had any in-depth like this and just hearing about the knowledge and wisdom. And you've got a very promising career within the education sector. And I, I'm just so excited to see where you're going to take this and what's going to happen next. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, so if you've been listening in and you'd like to hear more about the Champions Club, the Champions Club is an accountability and a business development group where I put you into small groups and you get to do the business development side to do the training and do the learning but also network with like-minded people and as Miguel was saying it's so important whatever industry that you're in even if you're not within the education sector and you're listening in whatever industry you're in you need to network with people that are in a similar position than you because they bring in the different perspective and just like Colmer Hay was saying in one of the previous podcasts he was talking about the brain made up of three different quarters and one quarter is the feedback that we need from other people because we're invisible to seeing that and that's what that perspective brings when you network and you talk to people and people are able to give you advice and guidance they're bringing in a dimension that you're not able to see so it's very important it's amazing wisdom that you shared so thank you so much only a pleasure thank you I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation and took lots of value from it for your business Now, if you did, please remember to do me a favor and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode. If you fancy becoming a member of the Champions Club or would like to attend a learning workshop or maybe even the business and cultural retreat in Marrakesh, then visit the website ukeducators.com where you'll find lots of information. You can also join our Facebook community at UK Educators. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Educators Community Podcast and I'll see you next Sunday when we release another episode.